welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron, your number one source for theories, news and discussion, and interviews from the books and the films like me, Rupert Grint. I play Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter films. And now your host, Melissa, John and Sue. Okay, for the last time from me in quite a while, this is oh, Pottercast no. number 123. Oh my god, this is the last time. Ah, no, we'll be back, we'll be back. I'm not going away forever. This is Melissa. It's and the absolute last I'm time. I'm just here, I'm just taking a break from Pottercast for a while. Uh, I'll be back in, like, February. Um, oh, my God. I better take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We oh, have I'm an sad. opening. We have I'm an We say hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We say what time it is. And we say, welcome to Dumblecast. Dumblecast. Um, no, I'm not joining no Dumblecast. I'll be li- don't, right. don't think because I'm not on it. I'm not listening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're listening after it gets published. Yeah, and I still have editing stuff. Uh-oh. She has <laughs> if power. you waste your time with that... I know. I know. Okay. I might as well be on the show. Yeah, for real. No, but no, you guys will do a great job. I'm not even slightly concerned with that. I'm just going to miss you guys. Oh. We don't same. talk to each other aside from doing this. That's no. a lie. <laughs> Ever. I only talk to you guys three times a day each. Oh, this is true. You know, when, when you write your book, you should add up, like, the number of emails that... <laughs> I send you. <laughs> like oh, I really should. I should do a little by the numbers in the back. Number of emails from John. Number of emails from Sue. Number of emails awesome. from people who were mean to us. Number of emails from oh, people God. who were nice to us. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Dear. Okay. It is podcast 123, and we have to take care of some business. So why don't we hear from Borders? Borders. Today's podcast, John. Is no, it should be Melissa because it's her last time. Oh, oh sad. sad. Okay, okay. Haven't read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows yet? Don't worry, Borders is here to help. Pick up your copy of this summer smash hit soon. You won't be able to hide from the spoilers forever. You can count on Borders to have it in stock and ready to take home tonight, along with the audiobook version. Even if you've read the book, the Harry Potter fun doesn't have to end yet. Visit BordersMedia.com or click on the Borders banner at the top of the podcast page to find out more. Okay, Sue, what's going on in the news, please? Hey, we have great news, everyone. We have sort of photos from Half-Life Prince filming, and they're not of Hagrid's hut. It's a, it's a first hey. in the fandom. I think it's just amazing. <laughs> well, I heard that the, you know, the big spa hot tub was <laughs> delayed, so they had to push those scenes back until his set was finished. Uh-huh. So it happens all the way out there in the highlands. It takes a while to get a whirlpool out there. I guess so. That would be kind of yeah. hard. Kind of cold. There's Slughorn's house, and then there's yes. a graveyard as well, huh? Well, it's something. We don't know what that graveyard is, but there's clearly boxes marked graveyard. I don't know what it is, but it is the scene outside of Slughorn's home when um, we have readers have sent in reports when um, Dumbledore and Harry are outside that they saw one scene of them filming you know they're walking up to the door and stuff or leaving then you can hear Slughorn's voice saying I want a pay raise you know maybe they're gonna they're doing a graveyard to do a little visual shot reminding people of where we are because the gone house is close to the village where the riddles are so maybe they're gonna do something to try and remind us of that scenery, Maybe. you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I heard that they were going to add the graveyard near the cave when the, the fairy come out. No. <laughs> As Harry and Dumbledore were running away, people would come out of the ground and uh, chase Thriller! Them. Do, do, do. Isn't that how it goes? 
Sorry. The Army of the Dead. I, don't, I think so. I don't know, but one really cool thing about the reports that are coming out that Michael Gambon is wearing like a green kind of tinted cast on his hands, so they could do like I don't know. Is that kind of like a green screen? I think. You're talking like the, like a like a chroma colored green. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll, they'll they'll just you know take that out and replace it with a CG hand or whatever. So that the fact that they're doing that gives me hope again. Well, that's, that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, I was like, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll probably alternate between you know having like an actual physical version of it yeah. that you know, can be in shots that's not you know centered framed on the camera and all that stuff yeah they'll probably do it both ways just like they do everything else it's wonderful that that david yates is taking that time and his crew the yeah. fabulous uh, awesome. special effects crew are going to be doing that and i just think that's brilliant because they don't technically need to it's not yeah absolutely yeah. necessary you know yeah, I, can give, I can give him a black sock to wear and like, oh, my hand like a little pantyhose yeah okay yeah they could have Speaking of Mr. Yates, congratulations are go to him and the entire Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix team because they were nominated for a Children's BAFTA Award, which is a pretty nice. big deal. I think so. And they're also up for... You the, think? Of course it is. Yeah, it is. And the game BAFTAs also... BAFTAs are huge. Well, BAFTAs are the British Academy of... Yeah. You know, I mean, that's pretty... Film and television, television arts. Yeah. So, Association arts? Yes. Something with an A? Yeah, and television arts or something like that. I don't know. That's really a pretty good big deal. And then they, yeah, the they're British up Oscars. I think you can vote for them later, but I think that starts on like November 1st or something. That's you can, the orange an stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that yeah. starts next month. But well, what is it now? Orange. Orange. When you vote. Like the People's Choice? Sort of. I think so. Sort of. Like the yeah. blimp? Okay, what else? Um. Oh, and speaking of Order of the Phoenix, the DVD launch is going to be held in London, England. On November 3rd with Miss Emma Watson in attendance at the big thing. Only her? I mean, she she posted it on her website. Everybody usually goes to that, don't they? What do you mean? Well, don't we have pictures yeah. of, like, the cast yeah. at DVD launches? Yeah, a lot of them have gone. They didn't have one for, for the fourth movie. It's not like just the Emma show. Well, but she's the first one who said she's going. You went to one, right? Like the Prisoner yeah, of Azkaban? Yeah, I went to the Prisoner of Azkaban one. It was right. fun. Oh, fun. I heard that Chris Rankin is unlikely to attend the DVD launch. No, well. John. No, he's, he's unlikely. unlikely. Half blood prince. Thank you, Melissa. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Boo! I wanted Percy, but you know. Well, here's my question: They have no setup for this Percy thing whatsoever. So I it, know. I mean, <laughs> they they have to set it up in the beginning of movie seven in order to resolve it. There's really not that much attention they just anymore. Won't. They're not gonna. Yeah. Do They're not it. gonna do it, which is sad. Screw it. Yeah. Boo. All right, Chris. <laughs> so well. Well, we love you, Chris, and you. Hopefully, you'll you know can give us a little more, or they'll. Definitely bright that scene in Deathly Hallows because we love Chris Franken. And I'm saying that blatantly. We love you. There you go. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna send him a Valentine this year. Oh, is he gonna <laughs> sing? Do that. It's gonna be a little a little a little cupid with a white beard. Uh. <laughs> okay, Patrick Doyle, this is some serious news from Patrick Doyle. Yes. Oh, big news. I have to say this is a very lovely article. Patrick Doyle has battled against leukemia, and he is in since recovery. But there was a very moving interview with him about his struggle against while he was going through it. It's a, he has an aggressive form of it. A lot of people actually do not have a good um, survivor rate of this disease, this form of the disease. Oh. And um, during his treatments, he received some help from people in the Harry Potter films, including some much-needed help from Mr. Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson, who showed up wearing wigs and speaking in Scottish accents while he was in the hospital. I mean... Aww. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Wait, they were speaking in British accents? 
There were, there were Scottish accents. It said Scottish. Scottish accents. accents. Okay, because oh. I was going to say they yeah. all have British accents. So yeah, that's oh. not a stretch. No, but Patrick Doyle is Scottish, and um, uh, he was in the hospital when oh. he was, and he was suffering terribly, and uh, and I just I can't imagine. But um, uh, he is great friends with Mr. Kenneth Branagh, and he's composed um, several scores to Mr. Branagh's films, like. Um, most notably, Henry V was one of my favorite scores he's ever did. But um, Ken is a big friend of his and um, did a lot for him. And so they're holding a charity concert this past weekend in London, England. And um, Alan and Emma or, and Mr. Brana is hosting this thing. We're all going to be there at this thing. So I'm hopeful by the time you hear this, we'll have had some reports from that. But I just think that's awesome how these people rally around other people involved in the films. You know, just remember that it's not about. It's like a big family. It is. You know, yeah, it's great. And, and if you haven't had the chance, links are on our website. I, I urge you to read the article because it's very, very well done. It's really good. Cool. But speaking of, of people suffering, Lupin wasn't really suffering too much, according to Al, Alfonso Cuaron. He was a gay junkie, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't so, understand this. Is the best segue ever. I don't even know. What to <laughs> that <say>. was funny. <laughs> but, but okay. A gay junkie. Certainly people have thought that Lupin was gay before, but definitely I never junkie? got junkie. That's terrible. He's the most educated of the marauders. It doesn't mean you're not a junkie. It just I never got drug user out of Lupin. <laughs> weird. Oh, he has to take the wolf's bane every month. Well that's not necessary. <laughs> You know. Yeah, well, he's a junkie with Wolfsbane. But you know, they never even mentioned the Wolfsbane in the film. There's no such thing as Wolfsbane in the film. Exactly. This is true. So, he's just or a might junkie. have been at one point. We never heard of drugs really in the Wizarding World, did we? Other than the fire whiskey? There's some stuff that they're passing around for staying alert on tests that Hermione confiscates. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The dragon yeah. dung stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like yeah. dried dragon beetle dung. twigs or something. Oh, yeah. Not dried dung. Or by the spoonful. You know, but you know, I mean, but that there, the, we have video of Mr. Thule saying this too. But I mean, just the idea, you know, Alfonso Cuaron, he gets so much abuse sometimes. Even though I think, <laughs> no. just I don't know. I want to add a hundred shrunken heads <laughs> and make a defense teacher a homosexual junkie. <laughs> No, I just Mr. Thulis, he who you know he was really surprised by the revelations yeah. and and the fallout on the revelations still continues even though there's other news and we actually had a pretty yeah. good Melissa you had a actually pretty good interview I thought someone about helping us understand this whole issue well we interviewed the gay and lesbian alliance against defamation because they could provide perspective with how to deal with this in a responsible manner they specialize in homosexual images and and words in the media let me just clarify we're not presenting sides of an issue as to whether it was right that jk rowling said that dumbledore's gay or whether she should have whether she shouldn't have that's not what we're dealing with on the site the fact is that she has said this so now we're looking at how we deal with that responsibly, and that's what we're trying to help our readers do. So there's been some call for like a, re- a response, but there is no there is no opposing viewpoint unless there's a different and opposite viewpoint that also is about how to deal with this revelation responsibly that does not talk about well she shouldn't have said it because that's not the issue. That's not what we're. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't there the option of just saying okay, whatever, and then not thinking about it? There anymore? is that option. That would be lovely, but clearly we uh, can't do that. I mean, it's like, what difference is, is this really than saying Hagrid never found love either? Oh my god, Hagrid giant, giant didn't find love. That's going to change everything, too. It doesn't change the book any more than that fact. Nope. So we have a lot of discussion on this in the mailbag tonight, so mm-hmm. let's, let's... We uh, do. Let's, have far too much discussion yeah, about it. Yeah, far too much. 
So we have just a big, big mailbag. Kristen's going to join us for the mailbag, and we will see you at the end of the show. Woo-woo! Oh, mail's here. Bit early for mail, isn't it? But I, I never get mail. Let's open it. The mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. Hey, everyone. It's time for Mailbag with your hosts. <laughs> Hi. Hey, everybody. We're all Hello. here, Squee. Everybody remembers Special K, Kristen, of course. Hey, y'all. It's been a dozen or so episodes. <laughs> no, more Just than a few. that. <laughs> it's been since before the tour, probably. Oh, oh my God. God. Even before that. Before Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows. Actually, yep. just, just Deathly Hollows. Those yeah. Were we doing this around Half Blood Prince time? Right after Half Blood Prince came out, we start. We started about six weeks after Half Blood Prince. Oh came out. my Donamay! My Donamay! <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. So, did we have anything that caused a flurry of mail this week? Let's think. let's think. Joe married a muggle. Joe mm. married a muggle. muggle with blonde hair. Oh, how could she? Can you imagine the scandal? I can't believe the controversy that that comment generated. I know. It's insane. And you know, there's all this interracial dating. Nobody said anything about that. No. It's insane. I mean, even even our joking about her marrying a muggle has garnered some uh, nasty feedback. (laughs) I don't even know where we get off these days. No, I know. I get it. How dare we try to make, you know, light of people not making light of things. We can never make light of anything. We can only report the news, and we aren't allowed yeah. to comment on it yeah. anymore. We're actually <laughs> going to replace ourselves with robots. Yes. Who have no opinions whatsoever on anything, and are way more entertaining, but, I'm sure. But no robots can squeeze, so I don't want to be a robot. I pass. <laughs> I'm going to program my Roomba to answer the mail so that I don't have to be involved at all. A lot of people are hacking their Roombas You lately. have a Roomba? <laughs> I have a Roomba. I, I saw somebody Roomba. who can control their Roomba with their Wii controller. Oh, no you're kidding! Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's fabulous! What's I a- want to buy a Wii and a Roomba just so I could try to do that. I have both! You have a Wii. I've got to figure this out. You know, here's the problem with the Roomba. You buy one to save time, and then you and the cat spend 45 minutes watching it because it's fascinating. And you don't oh, save no. any time. You could vacuum you know, the whole place in 10 minutes. I think I'm buying Roomba, not Roomba, Muchka a Roomba for Christmas. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm going to like uh, fix it so every time you touch it, it gives you like a static poke, <laughs> like a static charge. And I'm going to put cat food on top of it and just watch what happens. <laughs> you know, that's, fine, that's fine because she's actually smarter than you are and she'll learn in a minute and then I will have a clean house. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so thank you. Please do that. Please, yes. please keep to that plan. Okay. I'm always okay. fascinated by when I come on these shows. I hadn't realized what you were talking about was like a vacuuming equipment, but then that's kind of, I was thinking the rumba, but I guess I'm really out of it. Never What's mind. the rumba? Is that like a dance? Yeah. Never mind. No. I'm out of it, old and unhip. But I'm apparently <laughs> all aware enough to understand that when we talk about Professor Dumbledore being in his being gay, that, Professor, you know, D- he's gay. I should know better than to talk about it on Leaky because that's don't you don't know, don't get Kristen excited now. Where you did know. you hear that he was gay? I haven't heard this. Sorry, I'm just yeah. I, it's shocking. <laughs> it's been a long week. I, I heard about it on Geraldo. <laughs> Didn't they have Dumbledore on? That's 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 where I get my news. <laughs> yeah, Fox <laughs> is always great for that. 
Oh, man. So uh, I can't even. But I don't know. Just ever since Joe made that announcement, I I just I have been absolutely shocked at both yeah. the, the comments that the, the just the, the variety of I'm them. So, but so many hateful ones. So I just can't even mind boggling emails to us. Yeah, just I can't really I can't disgusting. even figure out how I feel about it anymore. This and because my feelings are so mixed, not even just because of what the hell it was. But the fact that how much it overshadowed of how many more awesome things she said that night, I know. Mm-hmm. particularly yeah. the fact that Harry is, was not technically a Horcrux. I know that should be fandom-wide news. freaking news. Yeah, pretty yeah. much it should be. Well, and all everybody's I guarantee, caring about is. I guarantee there are places it's not even being reported. Well, naturally. Yeah. But uh, y- y- all everybody wants to talk about is you know how you know irate they are or whatever. Well, you know what's making me insane? Actually, one of the many things making me insane. Why did she have to announce that he was gay? Well, she didn't announce he was gay. Someone asked if he'd ever been in love, and she responded to the question. Um, It it wasn't some grand announcement. You know, it was just if she responded to a question. It's not like the governor of New Jersey having a press conference, okay? This is not that. This She was asked a question. So it wasn't like she went out of her way to write it up on her site. As this, as what's hilarious to me is that so many people think it's, oh, she's just trying to sell more books. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care about the reader she has now. She's trying to find a new yes. audience and try to reach out to the gay <laughs> yeah. community who didn't. You, oh, this is the best part. The gay community who weren't formally interested in Harry Potter. Yeah, well, you, you know, you oh, did you guys not see that? I responded to it, I think. Where have all these, I mean, every, no offense to the straight men in the fandom, I know you're out there, but every male I've met, so almost, has been gay of Harry Potter fans. There are yeah. so many gay Harry Potter fans. Where, well, where have people been living? You know what I also, what I loved about that question, too, is when he said the gay community, and I thought, hmm, does that mean, like, Am I the straight community? I mean, do I need to put <laughs> yeah. this kind of thought into my book purchases from here on out? Because I, you know, I just thought they were good stories. Yeah. Well, you that's... know, we've gotten emails from people who say, you know, this is against my faith, but I'm not going to knock anybody about it. I just think it's wrong. I wish she hadn't done it, but, you know, whatever. It's, a, you know, that's fu- I've never complained about an email like that. I've never deleted it. I've certainly never nastily answered an email like that. We've left those comments on the site. Mm-hmm. It's when we're getting stuff full of this hatred. Yeah. This oh, and these are yes. people who who claim to love and preach and, and 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 understand fully and embody the messages of tolerance that she had in these that she has in these. Like, what well, have they been reading? You know, and not to turn this into a big religious discussion, but. Some of the some of the hate filled e- filled emails from people citing Christianity as their excuse for sending it. When yeah. you know, if you go, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a studied Christian, but I have I have friends who are very very well versed in the Bible, and nowhere in there did Jesus preach say, "Hey, you guys go out and tell people you're my buddy, and you can tell them to go." You know, tell them they're going to hell because I give you permission. No. And and yet they use yeah. the, I just, it just floors me how anyone can call themselves a Christian when they turn around and tell everyone else they're going to hell. Yeah. There was one fantastic poster on Leaky, and I want to mention him by name. His name is Brat Pack. And he basically said, you know, I he's he's a, a very she, strict Christian. He says she's a she. We we, we met her in, a, we met her on our tour. We did. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hi. Yes. Um. 
and she just says, you know, like his message, meaning God, is you you treat others with respect, you tolerate others, you're kind to others. That's the message. That includes whether the person is a murderer or you know, anything else. And I'm not even going to put homosexual next to that because some people think I mean that. But if you remember the person who tried to assassinate Pope John Paul II, he went and forgave him. This is why, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I get really frustrated because our, our, our inboxes are making us crazy right now. And, no, and, I know. Can, can we say this too? This is very clear. We are not advocating one, one thing over another. We're not saying, oh, you know, this, we're just trying to say, Joe has said this, please let's learn more about this, how we can go from here. Personally, for me, I've I've learned a lot more than I have in the past, and I find this all has been very educational, and I don't understand how the, the people, I mean, a long time ago, the Bible said that women really shouldn't, you know, do anything out of the home, too, and, yeah. you know, and yet here we all are, and we accept that in our society. We've had to come overcome, we're still overcoming racial problems in this country, and, and I just... I don't understand how you can focus on all the negative things on if you want to try and use talk about the Bible instead of focusing on the good. And I just and that's what I personally I think the whole the the whole underlying theme of the books has been about learning to overcome the intolerance and the prejudice and and just and I just I don't understand how you can claim to be a Harry Potter fan and just be so vehemently not not I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm just saying you there, there's so much vile and so much malice in the right. comments. And I don't understand. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, and people are welcome to their own problems. I do find it interesting. People search and pull out the bits that say homosexuality is bad and <clears throat> preach that. But they're OK with the bit about I mean, doesn't Leviticus say that if you wear mixed fibers, you're going to, I don't know, go to hell and. You know, You're the West Wing fan among us, you Kristen. Can stone yes. Yes. Thank you very do- good. <laughs> you, can, you know, you can stone your daughter for certain things. I mean, yeah, I you could sell her into slavery. Hey, There's a in, fantastic it's in the Bible. West we Wing need, clip. We need to start doing that. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. There's the, and it's so funny because I sat down, I do this to relax. I watch all the episodes of the West Wing mm-hmm. and I watched the, the very next one that was on my DVD player was the first one I watched after all this was that episode where he basically tells off the president basically tells off this radio host. And she said, he says to her, you know, I like how you say homosexuality is an abomination. And she says, well, I, I don't say that the Bible does. And they do like chapter and verse. Yeah. And he goes, right. So, so tell me, I want to sell my daughter into slavery. How much money do you think she gets? And, and, you know, my chief of staff and of staff insists on, working on the Sabbath. Do I have to kill him myself or do I have to call the police? Like, you know, he like points at, points out yeah. all the other things the Bible says that we, we have no problem with. But as soon as somebody says homosexuality, which, by the way, has been around since the dawn of time, you know, it, it, this is not like people just wacky people in the 21st century decided to start no, sleeping with the same sex. Right. Yeah, oh, you oh. know, and I, I do not mean at all to... I have, I have the deepest respect for people of faith. And I yeah. do not mean to sound flippant of, of anyone's thoughts and beliefs. Because, and I have a lot of respect for people who've put a lot of thought into it. I've just spent the last three days, though, looking at a hate-filled email after hate-filled email. And it's just been very... Yeah. But you know what? In the middle of those, we've received some from, you know, some... Beautiful ones. Some beautiful... From some, some young folks who are like, you don't know what it means to me as a young gay person... To know that this man I've worshipped my whole life is gay and it doesn't matter. It's not, it's, it's, it's so irrelevant to the character. It's just, you know, 
And here's what I, the people who write in with, I'm like, sorry, I'm getting incoherent. I'm so. (laughs) We're all a little bit. The people, yeah. The people who've written in with, there shouldn't be any sexuality in these books at all. And it's like, hello. (sighs) Hi. Did you read the books? (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's sexuality all over the books, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, there was this person when I, I was on NBC, MSNBC for this, and I was at the, in the green room, and there was this very sharply dressed man. He looked like a lawyer. He was there to talk about um, Iran. Okay, so he's the, he's sitting there to talk about the Iran nuclear minister, and I'm there to talk about Harry Potter, which you know just shocks me. So um, he he had this very nice suit on. He's going through his his briefcase, and he, and he he asked me what I was there for, and I told him. And he said, well, I just don't understand why she had to assign double door sexu- a sexuality. And I just looked at him. I said, everybody has a sexuality. What? And he just paused and went, oh, yeah, okay, I guess you're right. Well, yes, I'm right. You know, <laughs> Well, but like Kristen said, we don't we don't we don't knock anybody. I mean, if 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 you no, have, yeah. if your religious beliefs have brought you to believe that homosexuality is wrong, hey, that's great. That's fine. That's your belief. But please just don't be hateful about it. You know, and we've received some we've received some wonderfully worded respectful emails of this is my belief, but I believe everyone should be, you know, everyone has to come to their own beliefs. You know, and I respect the tone you've taken on the show. <laughs> Although after listening to this, they're probably going to go, you know what? Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wish we could read some of the emails that you write and don't send. Oh, Kristen is amazing. so funny. She's so witty. And to some of these people who just send us the most vile things um, impossible. And yet Kristen always manages to find something very humorous to make us laugh. Oh, and inst- <laughs> I mean, there are times I'm actually, I just like, I actually like just am stunned when I open up I, I, and I see these mails and I, you know, like part of me just like kind of panics and I think, oh, I can't believe that someone could say something so hateful. No, I know. And then Kristen has this way of turning things around that just makes it, and, and it's just wonderful. And <laughs> well, I wish like the guy who said he burned his books, she congratulated <sighs> him for using good kindling. Yes, <laughs> yes, please, yeah, Kristen, tell that story. That's a great email well, because then oh, we got it. Great. So, someone wrote in and said, <laughs> okay, here's actually the email. Let me find it. Harry Potter books have been cremated at this house. For goodness sake, this is a kid's book. Why do we have to bring this or any other sexual orientation into the story? Goodbye, Harry Potter. Okay, two issues with this. First of all, I have a hard time believing this person actually took seven hardback Harry Potter books and burned them. Because do you know how long that would take? (laughs) You know, I, I, I think they're being, I think they think they're being, you know, metaphorical. And then, the, again, you know, there shouldn't be any sexual orientation in the book. I, the, how much of it has to deal with romantic feelings for other, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, I, you know, and I try not to answer some of these things. But in this case, I, I didn't know. I'm like, well, clearly they don't want me to. I, I don't know if she wanted me to argue with her or what. But I said it was a shame she didn't wait till it was colder because they'd probably make good firewood. <laughs> I I don't. So awesome. <laughs> that was funny. It, you know, they still bought the books, so I just, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't. None of this changes the books. Right. That's what I understand. Why everybody's getting all upset about this changes everything. I'm, I'm never going to let my kids read these books again. Oh my gosh. But she didn't go back and like revise everything and you know add in. Dumbledore kissing scenes or anything like this. This is this after you know after the fact knowledge that she would get on a book tour from people who are really big fans that want to keep learning more about right. 
their characters. It doesn't change any of the original material. You're you're fully capable of ignoring everything she says after after the books and just enjoy the books for what they are. It doesn't it doesn't change the dang books? Yeah, and right. Well, that's another question, John, that a lot of people have been talking yes. about. When does an author shut up? When when is it not hers anymore? You know, we we've, we've all we ask these questions. We're fans. We want to know. You know, that doesn't mean that if you want to write a fan fiction with Dumbledore as a straight man, that somebody's going to come down with a hammer and and beat it out of your computer. Like, come on, you 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 know. You know, but on the other hand, a fr- a friend of mine made a good point, and she. She doesn't want to hear anymore. And she said part of it is it frustrates her because the last book really rekindled her interest in the series. She kind of she kind of been on hiatus, you know, came back and um she went off to discuss it and said something and immediately got, Oh, well, you know, JK Rowling said in this in this public talk that blah 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 is true. So what you're saying is wrong. And she said, you know, I don't want to have to read every transcript of every talk she gives post-book to be a fan. And I feel like I'm getting to that point where I have to read it. I have to read all these transcripts to have all this information, and I don't want to. The book should stand on their own. Her her thoughts. And I just I think that's also fans' fault too. When we hear somebody say that, like we shouldn't be like, oh, you're yeah. wrong. According to the books, they're not wrong. This is all extraneous information. Right. Authors aren't really aren't usually asked all this you know very few authors get a book tour like this and, yeah that's and have true this phenomenal interest you know but yeah. yeah i mean i mean if people didn't want to know these things then they wouldn't have filled up carnegie hall and three other venues four other venues with people packed to the brim and you know emails about it every day though so I, I hate to see the emails she must be getting now if we're getting emails that we're getting yeah no, i just can't imagine i'd feel terrible opening up that mail sack over there you know to i hate to do this but if you were to compare this to tolkien who wrote volumes after volumes after he published lord of the rings and there's all this material and yet a lot of people didn't bother to read it because a lot of it's just so deep and stuff and didn't change the basic story it just gave more information and <laughs> right it just, you know <laughs> although um, can i can i just say someone wrote in and said i can't believe she did this Tolkien would never make one of his characters gay. And I read oh, that. As I, as I read that, I laugh thought, and laugh. wasn't Frodo gay? And I had to stop you and know, think because I, I just thought that was canon that Frodo was gay. I just assumed he, you know, I didn't really think about it. I just, you know, Frodo's gay. That's just the way I thought of it. And now a hundred million Lord of the Rings fans are going to email me and correct me. Oh, they will. They dare will. you. Yeah. I mean, but so it's a great point that you make about Tolkien. Is it different if he write if he write a follow up book exactly. as it is? I don't. I haven't read The Hobbit. I haven't read any. I haven't read anything other than than those three books. Mm-hmm. And if I want to write a fan fiction tomorrow that talks about you know Sam and Frodo right. going to be on Double Dare, that, that's my you know that's Ooh, my choice. It, and you know what? Double Dare it exists. You're right, Melissa. It Brown. does. The, even though these other Double Dare does no, no. Double Dare fan fiction. Brown. No, I'm just saying that the, the, they still write the the fan fiction. Brown. That's so funny. They still write right. the fan fiction, even though these other source books are out there. You know, it just doesn't right. make that yeah. that character is still yours in your head. You can still like 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 yeah. Joe herself said in Toronto. She said, "When a child will read these books, they will see it as a close friendship." 
You know, maybe an adult will see it otherwise. But it, to to them, those characters are still what are in that book. And you can still take them and in your head. You know, I mean, in my mind, maybe Sirius Black's going to come swoop me off and we go live happily in Bailey World, you know, <laughs> in Hufflepuff land. Yeah. I don't know. But that's just my thing. And it, it just it's nothing. She's, you know, I mean... I don't know. I'm sorry. Just... I think it actually was pretty good that she left it. She, she stuck to what was important to the actual story yeah. of Harry Potter in the book and didn't mm-hmm. introduce such a big distraction, such as Dumbledore's love life. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, you this is a, this leads me to it. I hate to, sorry, but this leads me to a question. I was asked earlier this week, well, what do you think Harry would have said if he if Dumbledore had told him this? I'm like, well, one, I don't think that he would have noticed it too much because Harry was not like a really observant fellow and just I, mean, I, I know yeah <laughs> just, yeah understatement Harry Pretty. never would have noticed and in but why would he have I mean he wouldn't have I don't I, well she's saying she's presenting the hypothetical up? but they're presenting the hypothetical yeah. he could have said to him when talking about Grindelwald yeah. well did you love him you know yeah. mm-hmm. but but here's my question I want to know what you guys think yeah. is do you guys think that it was an issue there? Do you think people knew that Dumbledore was gay? Do you think that in J.K. Rowling's world, just like a lot of other prejudices, it doesn't really exist as a prejudice? Yeah. I don't know. But That's I'll, a good question. In her world, a lot of things, almost everything she introduced, there's prejudices among yeah. certain no, groups. Not really, because interracial dating, nobody bats an eye. The right. only prejudices we read, we read about there are financial and the, the wizarding um, oh. content. Well, plus. I mean, I'm sure there's others, but... Is- well, Lupin... No, Mo- and, well, Melissa, but they're all different. They're different prejudices than the ones are. we have. It seems that the ones that we have aren't presented in the books. Melissa, you and you mentioned interracial dating. America has many, many hangups, and yeah. historically, yeah. that is that <laughs> has been one. Is I was under the impression that this is not a big deal, as it should be in you know Great Britain, which is which is where the books yeah. are set. I don't know that. I don't know that necessarily the characters. I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. No, I think you're on the right point because the books are set in England. Much of Europe, I mean, the most of the people that I've talked to that live in Europe or in England are just baffled at this reaction. They, this, they can't believe well, but it. I, right. will, I will tell you that there is definitely, a, um, I, I've seen and experienced an Indian prejudice oh, in England well, yeah. from white oh, English okay. people and, and between true. Indian well, and you know, <laughs> and Harry dating Padma, you know, or whoever he went to the ball with, you right. know. Well, and Melissa, I have to tell you, I had a, I had a friend, um, in college, who she lived was from Chicago and thought it was appalling that the way black people had historically been treated in the South, but then would turn around and talk about yeah. the, the damn Italians in Chicago. And, yeah, you okay. know, another friend who did the same thing about California. I, people, people are people slam other people for their prejudices and then they have their own. You know, or Catholics, or it just there's like a whole, you know, blonde Southerners from Kentucky. There's there's just a whole. You can go on and on. Yeah. Well, God, if we have any blonde Southerners from Kentucky on this show, I'm quitting. We don't have any Italians around, do we? I mean, I'm not aware of any. Oh, let's think. Who's somebody says meatballs on fire? Who could that? <laughs> well, okay, here's another thing, the Italian thing. Somebody started talking about whether J.K. Rowling should have written him as gay, and that really infuriated me, because how do you write somebody as gay? You don't. That's like saying you should write somebody as Italian, and that's why you get all these stereotypical right. yes. mob stuff. Thank you, Sopranos. You get all this mob or, or blue-collar craftspeople is all we are. Blue-collar craftspeople are, mo- are mob. And I'm sorry, but I'm a strong and educated and free-minded Italian-American woman, and I 
I, I rankle that this is all we see. Yeah. So if you had, you, you don't write somebody as Italian, as gay, as Southern. It's just something about them. Yeah. Can I say to you, why are people more upset that Dumbledore was fascinated with the dark side than he was with a man? I, I just, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think that maybe my perspective is, is a little bit off, but here, you I know, mean, he pers- could give, I don't know. I just think. I find men endlessly well, fascinating. Yeah. I completely understand. Uh, maybe I'm just too plot focused yeah. or something, but I thought that was fairly significant, you know? I, I'm with you though, Sue, because like, like, like I said, yeah. everybody is so hung up on this stuff and, and having 3,000 thread, you know, post threads about all of this. And it's like, hey, wait a second. I talked about all this other canon, says Joe. That this is what I came here for. You know, where's all the threads on this stuff? See, I'm personally it's waiting paling in right, to have a whole segment with John Noe on how a Hufflepuff is now running the Leaky Cauldron. I'm just saying a Hufflepuff. That's groundbreaking <laughs> yeah. news. Oh, my so God. Yeah. So I'm going to be looking behind my back to see when you're going to try to make this problem. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, I think that was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. You didn't think about that? Running the, oh, I didn't, I didn't make that connection there. Oh, my yeah. God. I about, yeah. uh, if hilarious. anything that night when all the revelation and all the whooping and hollering I was doing that whole evening. I, I literally shot out of my chair and was like, my arms were in the air just whooping. I swear she looked up at us when she said that. And I thought, I, I remember turning around and looking right at you, Melissa. I remember looking at your face because I was just like, she. I just had my head in my hands as I knew I would never, ever <laughs> hear the end yeah. of it. <laughs> I, I, I remember reading a funny Maybe comment from somebody who's like, why does Neville it? have to marry Hannah Abbott? <laughs> he didn't ever even talk to her at school. That well, doesn't that, make any sense. Funny <laughs> <laughs> people don't like, talk to the person they end up marrying. <laughs> I know, it's like, you can only marry somebody you were friends with when you were in first, second, <laughs> you know, in all no. these grades. Come on. Don't forget the rules. I don't know. It's just, I mean, amazing. You're right, John. You're so right. We've learned so much, Canon. I just, you know, why are we getting these questions about this stuff? I don't know, but still. The- well, that's why we have podcasts for it, because this is probably the last week we're going to hit on this this hard. I know. You know, when I really do, I I feel like I've vented and said things that would be offensive to people I don't at all intend to offend. And to, to clarify, we've had the majority of the emails we've received are people sending us news who clearly think this is not a yeah. big deal. And no. we've received a lot of supportive emails that really the, why did she do this? This is wrong. They they really are in the minority of it's the, of the email we've minority. received. It's just yeah. that, you know, all of us... <laughs> Well, and I know all of us online have been forwarding stuff back and forth with, can you believe this? Can you believe this? It's just, it's, it's been kind of, it's been hard to read this stuff. Did you guys see the the press conference in Toronto? Mm -hmm. We have video. I was really angry and ashamed of reporters at that press conference in Toronto, I have to say, because I kind of understand hounding on the Dumbledore thing in a press conference. Like, I, I get it. It's big news. But the girl at the end, I don't know what she was from, but she was, you know, J.K. Rowling just, it just... She kept on it, and J.K. Rowling said, "Well, it's the end of the." She goes, "Well, I don't understand." And she said, "Well, you, if you were an author, you'd understand the 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 end is the end of the books." And so she said to her, "Well, I guess then the end for you is a news conference in Carnegie Hall." And like my mouth dropped, I couldn't believe she had just said that. Oh my! You know what she did? Yeah. yeah. What did Joe goes, say? Joe Joe looked like completely like she didn't. She's like, "No, I don't understand you." It wasn't a news conference. A fan asked a question, yeah. and I answered. 
the question. Oh my god, that pisses me off. Yeah, yeah I was really angry. I was real angry. Wow. So boo to that reporter. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch this, we do have that's, that video in our like, gallery, and it's just that's like I mean, that's like pretty much telling you know, the most successful person in the world. Oh, you're done. Right. I say so because wow. I work for this crappy news channel. <laughs> wow. But oh like such a God. snotty, you know. Well, then I guess for you the end is a is a is it a news conference at Carnegie Hall? I I guess for, for you the end is at the end of your books, and I guess I'm just going to insult you in a, at a news conference that's going to be televised on the internet. Like yeah, yeah. just ah uh, yeah. Oh man. Well, and besides, you know how unprofessional. Oh, uh-huh. wow, ridiculous. Hey guys, it's been a half. Oh hour. my goodness! I know. How many? <laughs> okay. Well, here's just some that I, you know, honestly don't remember um, some of the answers to. So I thought I'd read them so you all can help me respond to them. What happened to Grimmauld Place and Creature? Since Harry inherited them from Sirius, does he live in Grimmauld Place? Did he set Creature free because of Hermione and Spew? I couldn't remember if she said in the end of the book. I'm really, I'm a bad fan. <laughs> Do we ever find out where Harry and, you know, Jenny and the kids live? No. No. I don't think she no. said that, has she? I think they just live at King's Cross. Oh, good Lord. That's <laughs> the only place we've ever seen them. That's it. I imagine them living off in, in a nice kind of like country place, kind of quiet and away from everything. I don't think Harry would want to live in the middle of London. He, he wouldn't move back to Godric's Hollow and shack up at the place where the snake lady was at. I don't know. Uh, that place is kind of marked by tragedy. Much. That place is scary. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a freaking snake came out of her neck. I, Thanks, John. I that hate about? that scene. That scene is so traumatic. <sighs> oh, My son is still God. upset about it. He doesn't care too much about this Dumbledore thing. Didn't really phase him all that much. But that snake scene is pretty bad business, you know? What what what, what cover, uh, the foreign cover, has the big snake with the lady's head on it? That cracks oh, me up. You know what I'm oh, about? yeah, I forget the name of that country. We <laughs> had that Ukrainian. in our gallery. It's the Ukrainian. Yes, Ukrainian, Ukrainian cover. Talk about getting lost in translation, though. They have the lady head on a snake. <laughs> yeah. And the, the shell cottage is a giant seashell shaped like a... Oh, I love that Conch. cover. It cracks me up. Okay. I, uh, I, what's next? I like what you said. I think he lives. they live in the country. Um, yeah, I think he's sort of remote. Okay, here's a question. If the invisibility cloak is one of the Deathly Hallows, then it should be unique. Uh-huh. How did Barty Crouch, played by Scottish hottie David Tennant, um, in book four, have one of his own? Oh, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Answer. Because I don't know. <laughs> it's not the, the one like Harry's that doesn't fade or get worn yeah. down and is impenetrable is unique. But that they mentioned other ones that are made from like jabbernal feather or some feathers, demiguys, oh, yeah, uh, demiguys. fur, yeah. and they get hardened over time. They get they become opaque. They're not. They're just. They're like cheap imitations of the real thing, which is what Harry. Has. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. People okay. point out many times on the books how nice Harry's invisibility cloak is. Oh, that's you true. Know. I'm just. Oh, it's all special. Okay. <laughs> what do, do you think if he stained it with like food, he could just put it in the wash? Now, or would it not matter? Or would that no. food not be transparent? Is it drip dry? Do we know how he washes this? No, no. Does that you know Evanesco what? spell clean up like laundry? Do they ever do laundry? I don't know. Anything scourgify. Scourgify, that, that's but, it. Yeah. But what if something permanently stained that thing? Would that stain be the only thing visible when Harry's underneath it? You have this floating no, stain. I, could floating just, I think if it was, lasted thousands of years without a stain, that's probably something protecting it. If, he's, yeah. if it smells like cranberry really? juice on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> cranberry juice would be lethal. You would I, think, oh, I think there's so probably Demogai's DuPont juice. special thing that we don't know about, yeah. Stingard, well, that and, we don't know. But, but the washing thing, I mean, he and Ron are running around all over the place under this thing. And, you know, like, you get hot and sweaty. I mean, well, sure. Well, sure. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You would think if you, if, if you can smell it coming, it doesn't matter if you can't see it coming. I mean, <laughs> this is true. there's got to be a way. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I wonder if it you know? does have odor guard that's great <laughs> i mean we know that there's laundry because we know the house elves one of the responsibilities oh, are do. picking up the laundry and the, off the floor so they, <laughs> there has to be some means to do it i can't imagine harry would send his cloak off to be cleaned by right. Tommy and his friends i can't imagine this is not the topic of conversation this week on all the fans i know <laughs> I guess it is. This is they clean their clothes <laughs> and dumbledore's gay <laughs> Uh, Sue, I love <laughs> Sue. I love that idea. Like they advertise the invisibility cloak now with new odor guard. I mean, totally. I oh my god! Color safe, awesome. Please. It's so right for the Daily Prophet. That's such a great little thing. This Joe could put on like her little rumor. You know, she has it on her site with all the little little ads. You know. Oh God, I love it. I, I'm just I'm just picturing that little stuffed animal snuggles bear. Yes. Cuddling up with the invisibility cloak. <laughs> It's soft and nice. I can't see myself. And I keep you self-invisible at the same time. Yes. I like Deathly Hallows. All right, next. Next. Okay. Want to do a voicemail? Yeah, voicemail. What's it say? Hello, Pottercasters. This is Kumar from Hong Kong. I've been listening since episode one, and I love your show. Um, My question is about book five, at the part when Harry and his friends are at the Vale, the Department of Mysteries. Harry, Ginny, Neville, and Luna are all entranced by the veil. I can understand that Harry, Luna, and even Neville have lost someone close to them, and so they can hear these voices from the veil, but why would Ginny be hearing them if that was the case? Why can't Ron and Hermione hear the voices if Ginny can hear them too? I was just wondering and like to hear your thoughts. Thanks for taking my question. I love the show. Keep up the good work. You guys rock. That's, why hasn't anybody asked her that? Because that's a big thing. Who's Jenny known? Where's Jenny known death? Uh, uh, so uh was, hi. At that time, at that point, book two, she almost died. Yeah. Well, she almost died. Doesn't mean she's she's seen death before. Right. Then she's gotten close. Yeah, but well, I don't think close counts. Yeah, she 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 got close. It's not like seeing the Thestrals doesn't have to have the same rules. She got close to death. She probably just feels a. A pull or a kinship or something. Plus, she had some the evil dark lord who who lives and breathes death with inside of her. I mean, that probably has a pretty strong impact. I'm thinking. Chris, what do you think? I have to go with John on this. Really? Thank you. Yeah, I I I think it's like literally you you gotta have experienced it, and I mean, yeah. There's no loopholes she was, being possessed by massless caverns. But she, there's no, but there's also no real rule to it. It's never been explained, so we can't apply the festival yeah. rule to the veil. Well, I, well, we can. She hasn't said we can. If we want to. If we want to. I mean, it's conveniently works that it's you know Harry and Luna. Yeah, but you can't. Just Jenny be is like, a wild card. I say that I say that the festival rule applies to the veil. You know, <laughs> I call on the festival uh, rule. I always, I call, I always thought I the festival, you know, the veil thing had to be more perceptive to 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 people around you. I mean, just maybe I, I don't know, more sensitive, like like Luna, man. I mean, she's more in tune with otherworldly things. You know, was Jenny in the car with them in Prisoner of Azkaban when the Dementor came to the door? 
Mm-hmm. Harry passed out. And she looked as bad as Harry felt, remember? Yeah. 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 I, I that had to have to be with book two. I say we apply the Thestral rule. Actually, I think we should post that as a headline tomorrow in Leaky Cauldron. <laughs> Pottercast decides Thestral rule applies yeah, to male. Exactly. We, we should just start declaring canon for yeah. God's sakes. <laughs> We've, you know, she, she bowed down to us after all. We, that should come with some kind of perk. We'll forward it to her. Hey, Joe, we hope you don't mind, but... I thought I declared Horkree was not the correct answer. <laughs> We're like, no, we say you're wrong. <laughs> we overrule she's, you. She's going to be like, can I take my nice words back? Can I yes. take them back, please? No, Miss Joe. Okay. I want Kristen. some more voicemails. Okay. Voicemail or an email? We've had two emails. Let's have two voicemails. Hi, this is Mira. Um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on whether if Harry had been kissed by a Dementor, do you think Harry Horcrux would be completely destroyed? Okay, thank you. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Dobby. Which, by the way, so let's get the good word out there, it actually wasn't Horcrux. Mm-hmm. Yes, let us, let us say this again. The human being is the opposite of a Horcrux. Therefore, the... Harry cannot be a Horcrux. He's just conveniently referred to one as this has never happened before in the Wizarding World, even in the rare world of Horcruxes. So, there. But, to answer the question, presumably, if the Dementor sucked out Harry's soul, the soul was what Voldemort's soul was latched onto, so they could both come out at once, I guess, that that would make for one ultra-pissed-off Dementor. (laughs) Do you think the Dementor, like absorbs anything from the particular soul that it takes. Hmm. Like, if it's a soul of a particularly powerful wizard, like, say, Dumbledore's or... Or Voldemort's or, or Harry's. You know, Voldemort's, but Voldemort's soul is a mess, so his probably wouldn't do much good to anybody. But Say so you took out Dumbledore's soul. Is that, like, an ultra-powerful, you know, glowing Dementor at that point? You know what? That's there's actually a deeper theological thing there. I wondered if because there's such a good goodness in people's soul, I believe that there. I personally just maybe it's my personal belief that there's a pureness and goodness inside some people, and if and if, if an evil thing tried to attach it, that maybe it would hurt. It would it would hurt the dementor or something. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. In the Final Fantasy game series, there is a spell of holy mm-hmm. that when you use it against a dark creature, it has you know it hurts them. It's an attack. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a that, really uh, methodology has been used before. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So dementors would only therefore enjoy the souls of bad people. Well, maybe not so much bad, you know, bad people. But I just think if there's a a, a part of a still of of goodness inside someone that has had this happen to them, that maybe that that works against the dementors because they are, in my opinion, an evil yeah. sort of kind of not good thing in many ways. Sure, so totally. I can't imagine them trying to ingesting something that's good would would affect them positively. Do you think the ridiculous spell would have an effect on a Dementor? The, would it oh, know how to laugh? We, I don't know. That's a good thing. I don't know. That is interesting. Because it, I think they'll probably go right through it. You think it'll go right through yeah. it? Yeah. You don't think that they are, are physical enough to take a spell no matter what it is? Can you leg lock oh. a Dementor? <laughs> doesn't have legs, John. They do in one of the movies. I say yes. No, they, Again, we should okay. post this as canon tomorrow. <laughs> yes. it's just like yes canon yeah because yes, uh, i mean the, the patronuses just kind of like push around the area of the dementor I don't, I don't know if you could throw like a physical spell at a dementor because then why can't you ak a dementor yeah probably not 
What if you used the Dementor to block the AK curses? Like in battle, you just kept the Dementor near you and just used it as a shield. Well, I think it would probably. Who, Melissa, did you say I'd go through you through them? Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think, think it's it necessarily a living creature. It's an embodiment of some sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe not. But it can pick up. Yeah, people. that's true. It has. It, it's physical enough to lift Harry off the ground. Yeah. You know, in or the Phoenix film world. Hmm. So if it can influence matter. Yeah. Then it's on the same phase as the actual other people. Yeah, but the, this is—I mean, matter. These guys are grown from decay and death. Like it's—it's it's a weird, different thing. Yeah. They suck souls. Like you're not really talking in concrete things. You know? It's all physics. It's I don't care physics. if you suck souls. All right, <laughs> we—we've really been going for more than forty minutes, so we need all to right. okay. Let's on to the next. push it along. Me to read one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have a question about Harry Potter that I believe completely unravels the entire plot of Goblet of Fire. Oh, here we go. Oh, God, don't say it. <laughs> if, don't ruin it for me. If anything can be made into a port key, then why on earth did Barty Jr., played uh, by Dr. Who no. hottie David Tennant, choose the Triwizard Cup? You're just picking all the Barty What? Cups. Yeah, I am. Because I just, just want to mention David Tennant's. I have a huge crush. Um, why did Barty Jr. choose the Triwizard Cup and then begin a series of events designed to force Harry to touch the cup? It would have been far easier to, say, enchant a book or Harry's glasses or his broom or a doorknob or anything else. That would have been um, a far yeah, stupider shorter book. book. Yeah, well, that <laughs> was... Shorter book. That's the first, <laughs> that, that's the first thought that came to my mind. It's like, well, that'd be a really short book. Uh, that's why I loved her answer yeah. to the Dumbledore portrait question. She goes, well, to be, yeah. to be honest, I wouldn't have really had a plot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was great. But also, no. like, it would it would have... The plan was for, mm-hmm. was for Moody's cover not to be blown. It would have blown Moody's cover right, right. away if Harry disappeared. Yeah, that's and true. I I always had like a sort of a secret. Uh, I guess I guess I guess not anymore because it doesn't make any more sense. But that he was going to make that cup into a into a Horcrux with killing Harry. But, oh, that would be cool. Yeah, just personal theory. Yeah, that's a good theory. I mean, Voldemort likes the dramatics and sure all that stuff too. He's all about the big show. Yeah. Yeah. And making a porky, it seems like you have to have specific in- instructions and permissions for, and I think that maybe you can't just make a porky at Hogwarts whenever you want. I think that Dumbledore has to let down certain certain guards. You'd think he'd know, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, that's true. Does the ministry is the ministry aware of porkies happening? Because Dumbledore makes a porky in Phoenix right. when he sends the kids to find Arthur. But, you know, when he makes a porky in front of the minister and at the ministry, he's like, you can't be making porkies in front of me. He's like, what? Right. I'm Dumbledore. Back well, off. And he backs off. Well, yeah, it seems like something you because, need Because, I mean, do you remember at the, at the Triwizard Cup they had it all timed and stuff? You know, when people were going for the, the wizarding, you know? Mm-hmm. So I bet it is regulated, you know, yeah. totally. Yeah, and it, I think maybe the porky would get, would take them would have taken them out of the maze, so they were allowed to make a porky mm-hmm. out of it. So then he just changed the, des- the destination. Yeah, that's true. You know, I've always wondered though is like what was Dumbledore up to? Not Dumbledore, but Voldemort and Wormtail throughout Harry's yeah. entire school year. They're just killing time somewhere. He's a <laughs> he's a moldy looking. He was the mutant. You know, this is the spats. Little yeah. kid of a snake looking thing. He doesn't just sit around. Sure, and watch he was. TV. He was hanging at Frank's house. He could. Uh, he might. <laughs> what TV shows was Voldemort? The like? Adams Family. That's it. Uh-huh. He's thinking about things. I bet he's what got TV shows. What he like? I don't. I don't know why I want to say all in the family. Oh yeah, him and Archie yeah. Bunker would have got along. I don't know really why I want to say Family they? Matters. <laughs> With Urkel, I could. I could totally see him watching Family no, Matters with like Urkel, Urkel or something. Yeah, you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. Well, he's so quirky. Yeah, he's yeah. so quirky. I mean, he, or, you know, he could have watched like Design, design. Men or you know. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, he is a man of style. We got the black he, style, and style and suit there, and you know. he, yeah, he, that's true. No, Dumbledore is the one with style. <laughs> Top chef. Top chef. Did, did did Voldemort ever eat? Did we ever besides mutant blood from Nagini? Yes, Harry did. Hermione did anybody ever go to the yeah, bathroom? Harry did. Oh Look. yeah, Hermione did. Well, obviously they are because Myrtle is always hanging out in there. I mean, I assume other than just to be. Well, Myr- Myrtle has a thing for the toilet. But there's a sure, girl's but... bathroom and a boy's bathroom, so obviously they do. There's just something you don't. I mean, really I've need never, to I've never read in another fiction. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe some, but I've never. I know, I've like, never read another probably than... most other fiction books about people going to the bathroom. It's never really big an issue. I don't want to read about that. I'm sure it is, but it's not part it of the story. It could be Why? very important. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's right. He's we, a very we've only ever heard of Harry taking one bath in his life. <laughs> Oh, 50 Lord. minutes of this scourgifying himself every well, well and this is why this is why you needed some kind of cleaning charm on the cloak because only one okay. bath you know it had to be dirty well, for okay. sure okay question did jk rowling and actually i don't remember this i don't remember this her saying this but did jk rowling ever elaborate on the parts of the prisoner of azkaban film that she was concerned no, would reveal too much about the final two books what do we think they no, were? she hasn't yet. Well, about the graveyard, I assume it had to do with the the, the No, there was nothing in the movie too, about a graveyard. Maybe? Well, but... Oh, okay, okay, I guess I'm thinking about when she told... Where's the white tomb going to be? Um, you can't have it there because of I the graveyard. I think it's what Rima said about theirs. Lily. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's a news item oh, we're going to talk about, Mr. Quran. A... Anyway, Didn't he think that Lupin was gay? Oh golly! I yeah, knew it. He's just a gay junkie. Yes, he had him. He's had his clothes packed together in that very fastidious manner that's often associated. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. What does gay junkie mean? A gay person who's been on drugs. Oh, in the okay, see, like yeah. okay, <laughs> not like a person who was really like gay oh, people. John. <laughs> that's what I thought it meant. I was like, yeah. oh wow, he's got really got. No, uh, but, you know, that's a good question. I think you're right. It's probably about. But I thought that was kind of Clove's guess, though, too, about that whole thing about Lily and Lupin. Mm-hmm. And maybe. What, what else? Did she there was like there were like two moments or something? Was it the point where, where Snape's yeah, in front of the werewolf? Them. Yeah, but that's it. Because that would be that's the huge, kids. you know. Yeah. That's you know that's pretty much Snape's function. Oh, is yes. He's protecting Harry. You know, know, when you think about that, and then that's you realize his what his rage must have been when he found out what Dumbledore had been doing all along. And you're going to let him die after all, everything I've done. And then you think back to that scene when here was Snape yeah. standing in front of a werewolf trying to protect this child. All those children. Yeah. yeah. That's when I hated Dumbledore. Yeah. That's when I decided yeah. I did not like Dumbledore anymore. Well, He's like, what's a big deal? You, you kill people too, Servers. But I love now, knowing that we, what we know about Dumbledore's great tragedy oh, was that yeah. he loved. Look, look, and he, this guy is still the big mm-hmm. proponent of love. True. You yeah. know? That's amazing. He should he should hate love. He should you know. It's true. But, but yeah, we all do that. I mean, let's be honest. I think most people have loved and lost, and yet you still have the ability to love later on. Yeah, yeah. But he when was you're 115 like, years old. There's no sour grapes. Well, but he was his, big, oh, his biggest true. champion. It's not just that he still had the it's ability. True. You know, he was like love, 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 love does everything. And in yeah. the meantime, it's responsible for his yeah. disappointment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I still want to talk to Alan Rickman, man. That would be just the greatest interview. (laughs) Me too. Hey, podcast. My name's Katie. I'm 16. I live in Marion, Georgia. Joe said many things about the 
themes of Christianity in the books. I was wondering how you think that the Lord Mallory's of the world are going to take this and just what they're going to think about how there are Christian themes in the books and how they're going to still say that these books are anti-Christian or whatever it is they say about them. Thanks. Bye. Well, I have to read them first. Well, yeah, there's that. You gotta, you know, if you won't read it, there's no hope for you. You know, I asked Laura Mallory this question, and that was the, the quote that was mm-hmm. on Pottercast was, you know, this is a very Christian book. Here's all these, you know, Harry basically acts mm-hmm. as Jesus and, you know, presented her with all this evidence. And she just said, yeah, I, I was told somebody would, would, I was told she might do that to try and make him more Jesus-like. I was like, who told you? Who, nobody. <laughs> She's nobody, in the know. Whoever told you was clearly an expert. Like, <laughs> come on. So, uh, you know, I find that these books embrace the positives of Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and and just about every other religion you would like to come up with on all the positives when you look and see beyond the obvious, you know, that it's set in a magical world, that there is these these positive universal themes of love, trying to overcome prejudice and hatred and trying to, to as a person, grow and, and facing doing things that you can't you didn't think you could do. I mean, these are universal things that we all have to come through as human beings. And I think they transcend any religion personally. And for for people, I yeah. you know, people are just some people have their minds made up and they're just not going to change their minds. They're just not going to see it and they don't want to right. see it. And that's that's their choice to go through life is that. And that's the way it is. But these books I don't know. I just get so upset because I'm like, you don't even want to try. Then, you know, fine. Be on your way. I'm not going to waste my time yeah. with it. But Yeah. No, I agree with I Sue. Don't know what to say. Look beyond the obvious. Kristen, Kristen's watching Dr. Yeah, Who right Dr. now. She's not paying attention. <laughs> I'm li- I'm she's not even saying. denying it. She's not even <laughs> denying it. You hear this? She went off and she's watching Dr. Who. I'm not Who. watching Dr. Who. Uh-uh, sure. I was actually reading, uh, no, I, like I was actually this. reading mail. John, someone else emailed and asked, said, I noticed we only see Harry take a bath once in the series. I swear to God. Hey. <laughs> Do we know that he ever took baths? So. I mean, this is a level of detail we really don't need to get into about these characters. Do you think Harry is a bath kind of guy or is he for the quick shower? Shower really later on. Shower. Sure he is. Mm. You know, oh, Wait. Don't they say that they're like in the in the Quidditch at some point? There, there's like a shower or something room, or maybe that was a fan fiction thing. Okay, guys. Okay, it's been like yes. almost okay. an hour of mailbag now. Okay. That's an awesome mailbag. Yes, it is, Kristen. <laughs> We're so glad you're back. Oh, I had a good time. Thanks, Thanks for having me Kristen, on. Kristen, come around more in the next weeks. Come come around more in the next weeks. I'm not going to be around. We need. I know to- we may have to call upon the power of uh, special <laughs> cake. Yeah, it's pretty much going to be like you know playing uh you know throw in the power of so and so. The power oh, of special K and know. his Roomba. It's 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 a very it's a very Shaz- funny visual in my head. Shazam! <laughs> a bag Zam! Kristen Zam! I don't know. That's it. That's me. I give up. I give Let's up. wrap this puppy up. Hey. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye, Kristen. y'all. Thanks for having me. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Ah! 
Oh, it's the drums. Do, 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 do. The last drums you'll ever hear. Not until ever. February. Not ever. This show still better be going up when I come back. No, man. I'm going to miss you. You know what? One day, though, I'm going to sneak in a Hufflepuff show. Uh-oh. I'm thinking. What's that all about? Man, you guys are jumping in my grave real fast. I think I it would be funny if... <laughs> Like, like Melissa was out and I was out, and it was just the Sue show. You can have on all your own guests, and like they have all your own things. It'd be you awesome. It'd just be like a week of like like late night with Sue O'Brien, and you can have all your buddies on Hufflepuffs. And, and we could nuts. talk about Jason Isaacs too. I'd have the desk, definitely yeah. the Jason segment, you know. And yeah. then the week after that, I could have the the John show. Yeah. And if I, you know, John and the Lettermans awesome. come out. <laughs> And, um, I, I changed my mind. I'm not leaving. Happened. You sure? Oh, oh, come on. Come on. I'll be fun. <laughs> They're like, oh, please get out of here. Please go. And then after that, we can have the Moochka show. <laughs> the Or known as the Parcel Tongue show. <laughs> you just yeah. don't. Which would never pass through the static filter because no. it's nothing but <laughs> pissing and static. Oh, you just keep adding it. She's, she's going to have some for you when you see her next. Just wait. Oh, is she? It's so funny oh. because we picked her up and I, I brought her over to Brie. And she, you know, yeah. played nice with with Brie when she first came in. Rubbed yeah. against her, was kind of nice to her. And then I just, just, just kind of moved over and put her in front of John. And she considered him for a moment. And then she went. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah, amazing. Much. <laughs> yeah, so well, funny. the funny part I was is that after I had my turn up playing nicely with Brie, she didn't like Brie very much yep. either. Nope. I had the best dream about Mushka recently. Oh. We were at a at a carnival, like all of us. You know, we were just having fun as like a pottery convention. And there was a dunk tank, and Mooshka was in the dunk tank, and everybody was throwing baseballs and trying to raise money for literacy. And Mooshka <laughs> would plunge into the water every time. John! <laughs> Why? It was, it was brilliant marketing, because we raised like six grand for literacy. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're torturing her cat! You know, yeah. <laughs> in his dreams, Sue. <laughs> she loved it, though. It was crazy. I bet you woke dreams. up laughing, too. That's just... <laughs> I think much did. I think probably laughed while he was sleeping as well. If there was ever a point in my life where I wanted to draw something, it was when I woke up this morning. I don't want to remember that image. <laughs> hey, speaking of charity, 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 yes. charity. A third of our albums are gone. More Whoa. than a third of the run of Jingle Spells is gone. You guys better buy them real soon. Can We're I tell you? Can I? Didn't Walmart buy a third of them? No. Didn't what? Sell in their stores? What? Then Walmart buy a third of them to sell in their Don't store? Don't say that. Don't they're not selling Walmart. Um, listen, okay. speaking of laughing in the jingle spells, <clears throat> I clicked on to Pottercast.com the other day, and mm, I was yeah. unprepared for what saw me there. Our friend oh, Frack. Oh, Frackle-puff. That's right. And let's say this, too. Frack has put out a little vlog, which is a video log, everybody video blog, um, promoting jingle spells. It's a little video of him singing and sort of promotes it. And so we've opened up a challenge. Make yeah. a video promoting jingle spells. You can use the samples that we have on the sample site. I'll even put up a zip file of all of the samples for you to just download. And Ooh. you can use them on your thing. And the best five will get free copies. I'll actually set them aside. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So what? help us spread the word by putting up a video blog, blog, whatever, and we will help you get some free Christmas music. What? Seriously, guys, there's more than a third of them are gone. By the Already. time this comes out, almost another couple hundred will be. You better buy them real soon. It's not I even. It's you. not even November yet, or at least when we're recording. It hasn't it's not, even been. It's I mean, been it's, eleven it's days since we started selling. It's been eleven days since we started selling these, these CDs. Wow. Sanity. Wild. Awesome. Rock. And we're not printing more, so get to it. Hop to it nope, now. we will not. 
I like how Frack goes squeaky. That was funny. <laughs> squeaky. Tear it up and tear it up. But you guys saw it, right? You guys saw all the envelopes in my apartment this weekend? We did. Okay. We did. There's going to be no room in that apartment for people packing the CDs, labels. I'm like, where's... Just speaking of things in your apartment, I need to shout out to all the lovelies out there who sent us awesome, cool little things to the P.O. Yes. Box lately. We never do this enough, yeah. but big props to the, uh, the lovely person who sent us our own set of... Uh, a house scarf and hats, mm-hmm. which saved my butt one day in the rain out there when I had to come back <laughs> from the city. Can I tell the story? It's so true. He really did have that on. He had on the scarf and the hat, and it was like kind of like molten on the head, you know? It was like kind of yeah. dirty. And I'm literally looking out the window of Melissa's beautiful apartment, and I look down the street, and here comes John walking yeah. up, and I just started like freaking out. I was like standing, and I wave, and I see this like kind of soggy look, John, and he, he caught my eye. It was so funny. It's like, who's that, who's that soaking wet guy coming down the street with a slithering scarf and hat? It's amazing. I've never been able to identify my window when I walked into the into the building. It's a bit. It's a really large building, and yeah. um, John, of course, looks up and sees Sue dancing in the window. I know it was bizarre. I was like, "Who is this crazy woman waving at me?" I couldn't figure it out. Crazy, but that see that's the secrets of podcast reveal. That's our life. Yes. I was all excited, like look, look at John, and he's really wearing it. And he looked awesome out there, but he was a little bit waterlogged. But you know, like Moochka drowned in the tub, like on the thing of water that you were talking about. <laughs> you drowned in Moochka? Well, you were talking about whipping her in a pile of water. You know? Oh, the dunk tank, sure, yeah. Well, there's John out there. All uh, the, the best part of it was is how big of a trooper she was, and she climbed up on that thing every uh-huh. time. Uh huh. She was just sitting there waiting for it to hit her again. <laughs> yeah, because that sounds a, like Mushka. She was a trooper. No. Yeah. Well, it was either that or her struggling for air. <laughs> so cruel. I hate you. <laughs> I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> Cats don't appreciate the water. <laughs> anyway, is this the best we can do this week, guys? I don't know. I mean, I after all, be. you know, it's been a long week for us. I mean, we had that amazing, marvelous, I'm still. I don't know. Like, like, remember back when we said, hey, Joe, you should listen to the show. Yeah. Let's let's encourage her to, like, <laughs> skip this week. Yeah. And <laughs> listen next week. She'd be like, you encourage cruelty to She's animals. like, this is why you so plastered Pottercast stickers over everything you yeah. gave me? So I can hear all the this. That was one yeah. big bag of leaky copyright infringement all over the place. <laughs> That's what we do best. Yeah. It is what we but do best. she said the word Hufflepuff. It's canon, baby. Yeah, Hufflepuff and Leaky Cauldron. Hufflepuff is canon. <laughs> it's her word. No, I know, but it's... <laughs> she wrote the word Hufflepuff. It's canon that a Hufflepuff would be in the Leaky Cauldron. I'm just but saying. They, they were it's just Do you think they're not allowed? Oh, my gosh. No Hufflepuffs allowed. <laughs> Do they check at the door to what house you were? No, I don't know, but I'm just saying that so landlady. So, I bet she redecorated and made it like What's funny is that he crazy lives gaudy. at the pub, so he has to go walk out of Hogwarts every day and apparate down to London. You know, I guess yeah. you can. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's funny though. Do you think Neville like hangs out at the Athletica College now and just, you know? Well, but do they live there? Pontiac I mean, and I guess they do live there. There's been plenty of yeah. evidence of teachers showing up in the middle of the night, sure. editing or whatever. So nine months of the year he lives at Hogwarts. It would I be guess cool. She's operating up there. Because he could hold like herbology re- like classes and stuff, you know, like little reading sessions in the pub. No, I was he can't um, because they have to travel down there. They need a dang greenhouse. Well, maybe they built one out back. Where's Outback? So they'd have to travel to London. 
Yeah. It's uh, not Hogsmeade. I know, but still. They have to take the train just for one class? Well, maybe hours. they have a commuter marriage, you know? I mean, people, he lives up somewhere during the week. Oh, she could probably operate up, you yeah. know? Like distance sure. learning? You mm. know, I mean, because a lot of, you know, head bartenders aren't there like 24-7. I mean, she could have like, I'll be the backup be. one and, and evening. I'll take the evening shift and she can go be with Neville. Because that has to be real hard. Bars are open late, you know. Oh, I've I, I closed many a bar. <laughs> okay. You know? so, All right. On this oh. note. Oh, okay, guys. Sleepy <laughs> times. Let's say goodbye. Sorry, everybody. Oh, <laughs> bye, show. guys. We'll miss you, Melissa. We'll miss you. I'll be listening when I need a break mm. from the craziness. But it's my crazy, crazy. But the real fun begins next week, guys. And it's Ooh, funny, I have something relating to book t- that I've been leaving notes to myself to ask about on podcast and I keep forgetting. <laughs> so I'll find it and then I'll have ask one of you guys to do it to do yes. it for me. And, if, and you never will. If you want to take Moses' place for the next few weeks, draw us your best fan art interpretation of Mochka in the dunk tank. Oh. Send them to John at the Leaky Somebody Colleges. count how many times I've said I hate John this episode. <laughs> so it's gonna be bad. off the charts. Yeah, John. If I killed you as many times in the world as I said I did, <laughs> yeah, your cats come close. It'd be a miracle of modern science. This is true. More than nine All right. times. All right. All right. Well, well, bye, everybody. Fun. I'll see you in the winter time. Later. We've missed it. Dobby three. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) This week's Pottercast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. The show was edited by Steed, Hildy, Samantha, and Liz. Thanks to Steve Vanderark for joining us for Canon Conclusions. Thanks to our Scooby 5 team, Aaron and Nina, and thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com.